When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. The deals are coming fast and furious, but not the biggest one of them all. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 64. 64 days since the season ended, and we still have no resolution to Aaron Rodgers as NFL free agency has basically begun. All of the deals are getting done and getting leaked all over the place right now. Canty, as we uh, look, one thing that popped up a little while ago, we don't have anything on Aaron Rodgers as of yet. We will, of course, keep you updated to the minute on everything that happens. But one thing that popped up just a little while ago that was very interesting was Austin Eckler kind of out of nowhere. Austin Eckler of the Chargers is requesting permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade after talks with the Chargers aimed at a contract extension did not progress. That, according to his agent Cameron Weiss, he told that to Adam Schefter. Uh, Frankly, Canty, I understand that completely from Austin Eckler's standpoint. Like, the timing is not right for him to get a new deal from the Chargers. The Chargers are not uh, certainly ones that pay anybody historically. So at this point right now, Austin Eckler coming off of the season that he did the last couple of years, this is it. He's got to go get it. Oh, no question about it. I mean, he's been in the league six years, Colin, over the last two years. Nobody in football has more touchdowns than him. But during his career with the Los Angeles Chargers, he's made a grand total of $21 million. Austin Eckler got to go get paid, and he understands that right now. And if the Chargers don't see his value, there's somebody around the National Football League that does because not only is this guy a really good running back, but he's also an outstanding receiver. And you can line him up anywhere on the field. The kind of versatility that he gives an offense, he's like a Swiss Army knight. And so for the Chargers – to try to keep him on the cheap as opposed to giving him a contract extension and recognizing his value to the development of one of the very best young quarterbacks in the NFL and Justin Herbert is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah. Listen, he's a guy that's got to get paid, and he's a guy that if uh, I'm interested in trading for him, I I would have a lot of interest in. Now, I'm not trading a first-round pick for him because then i got to pay him too. But if you're the Chargers and you're going to deal them away and let's say you could you know, get a second-round pick or a third-round pick out of it, uh, if I'm a team, I'm lining up to do that that needs um, kind of a safety valve for a young quarterback who might be progressing. You know, I think he'd be really good uh, in that kind of scenario. Couple yeah, of and others. we're starting to hear about we're starting to hear about that now too because the Tennessee mm. Titans are shopping Derrick Henry too. So all of a sudden, there's a surplus when it comes to running backs in the marketplace, either via trade or free agency. So it'll be interesting to see what happens down the road with those guys 
as we get further and further into the offseason. All right, let's hear from Adam Schefter on Austin Eckler wanting out. The agent for Austin Eckler had contract talks with the team this offseason, and when they did not make progress, he's now asking the team if he could have permission to seek a trade on behalf of his clients. So Austin Eckler now would like to be traded out of Los Angeles. He's got one year remaining on his contract, which is scheduled to pay him six point. $25 million. So any team that would want to trade for Austin Eckler would have to compensate the Chargers and compensate Austin Eckler. And it's a busy running back market in free agency. Obviously, we've got some big running backs out there. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. There are a lot of free agent running backs out there. We'll see if that interests any team willing to make a deal. Running backs, usually the value on them is not overly high. Yeah, we know that, but I would put this guy right at the top of that list among those guys, and I would certainly uh, knock on that door if I were a team right now. Canty, here's a couple of other things that have popped up. I mean, hold uh, on, Carl. I'm just sitting here looking at Austin Eckler's resume. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is insane. Yeah. The guy has gone over 1,500 yards from scrimmage three of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Three of the last four years, he's had double-digit touchdowns. Yep. The last two years, 38 total touchdowns. And he's how old? Is he 28? What is he, 28? He's 27 years old. He's 27 years old. (laughs) That is insane. He's not a guy that I think the tread is off the tires yet. No, no. Not at all. Not in the least. Canty, a couple of other things real quick. Number one, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner are both, you know, tweeting in very cryptic ways from the Jets You know, there have been uh, rumored reports out there that uh, Aaron Rodgers' deal is done, but there's been nothing through any of the mainstream reporters, shall we say. You know, nothing through Adam Schefter, nothing through uh, Diana Rossini, nothing through NFL Network or anything like that that has suggested it's done. So I don't know if Garrett Wilson is going off of the rumors on Twitter or what, but he sweets, I can finally enjoy my vacation now, you all should see the smile on my face. And Sauce Gardner, hey, man, say, man, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. In other words, they think it's all getting done right now. I... And there have been some people that are reporting that the deal is done. We're not going to take it that far because we haven't heard from our guys, uh, Shefty, Mortensen, and Diana Rossini. But I will say this. If the Jets don't land Aaron Rodgers... They're going. They're going to feel a way about it. I mean, oh. they're going. They're going to feel worse than Angela Bassett felt when she <laughs> didn't get that Oscar that went to Jamie Lee Curtis last night. I don't know if you saw Angela Bassett's face, oh, but I'm didn't. waiting on that to become a meme if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, because that's what Woody Johnson is going to look like. This is huge for that franchise. They've gone all in on trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't get that deal done, Carlin, then they are going to be relegated to the likes of Ryan Tannehill and Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield and, God forbid, going back down the road of Sam Donald. Unless they would pivot and do the Lamar Jackson deal. But we all know that there's a special set of circumstances that go along with getting involved with Lamar Jackson. All I'm simply saying is this. There ain't a whole lot of options for the Jets to upgrade from what they already have in the building if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. So the bottom line of it all is that they have to land Aaron Rodgers, period. They they absolutely do. And I I do have to say, you know, Sauce, uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, you know, they were the ones who who burned the cheesehead last week 
on Twitch. Canty, we're getting a little thirsty here when it comes to getting Aaron Rodgers for these three. Getting a little thirsty here as they're starting to tweet about this. Stuff. How long have the Jets been thirsty for a quarterback? I, I know. They, I them, know. Them guys, here's the thing. Them guys just got here. Think about the guys <laughs> that have been, been here around. a year. <laughs> That's my point. That's how bad it was at quarterback last year between the Mike White injury and how terrible Zach Wilson was. They are desert thirsty for a quarterback. Somebody get them a Gatorade, some electrolytes. They need that infusion of Aaron Rodgers if they're going to feel good about their prospects of competing for a division title and getting in the postseason. And make no mistake about it, if they don't do those two things, Rob Sala and Joe Douglas will be out of a job come 2024. This organization has to get that done. And while you got those young players, the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, Brees Hall, Quinnen Williams, while you got all of these young guys on rookie deals, you got to try to make your push. That's the time when you can afford to pay a quarterback $60 million for one season and see what happens. Take advantage of this window that you have with those guys on below market deals when they have above average talent. Well, That's why you have to get the Aaron Rodgers deal done, period, point blank. Dan Orlovsky, he has thought all along that it's a done deal, and he was saying the Jets must be feeling pretty confident. If you're the Jets, you have to feel somewhat comfortable and confident that he's going to come play for you because they let Derek Carr go to the New Orleans Saints. And to your guys reporting, or Shefty's reporting, that Jimmy Garoppolo is likely to the Raiders, the Texans. We know this. The Jets have a really good roster, playoff caliber roster. They can win the division with Aaron Rodgers. They can't without him. So if you're the Jets, you're sitting there going, our plan B and plan C are likely out of the picture. They've got to at least have a really good feeling coming off of those meetings that plan A, if he's going to play football, is going to come to New York. Man, that's a hell of an if, right? If he's the biggest damn if I've ever heard of. That's a hell of an if. But here's, here's the thing I will say on that front. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that somebody pays Aaron Rodgers a lot of money to talk about football or other things at a media platform. Now, I don't know what platform that is, and I don't know if it's coloring games or not, but we know that Aaron Rodgers is a huge name. We've seen him fill in as a guest host on Jeopardy before. We've seen him, you know, expand and do a lot of different things. You talked about the conference that he's going to be hosting this summer. Um, So, I mean, this is a guy that a lot of people are interested in, and it's not just confined to the realm of sport. So that's what makes all of this fascinating. Where does Aaron Rodgers end up? Carlin, he could look around and say, I don't like any of the landing spots that are out there for me. I could shut this thing down and decide to go a different direction. Now, I have a hard time believing that somebody could walk away from $60 million. I also have a hard time believing that somebody would retire in the same year that Tom Brady would retire and they're going to go into the Hall of Fame in the same class. Don't know that that's what Rodgers wants to do. But I was also one of the people that said, I didn't know that Rodgers would want to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps in leaving Green Bay to come to the New York Jets. So it's very interesting to see how all of this plays out. But as more time passes, it's got to be an unsettling feeling for the Jets brass and for Jets fans because there isn't anything seemingly holding this deal up with the exception of Aaron Rodgers opening his mouth and saying this is what he wants to do. Listen, if we're at this point with Rodgers where they're hosed if he doesn't do it, 
Garoppolo's gone elsewhere. They have to move the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars to try to get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how can we expect any of this to happen? And, and there are all just little hints here and there that it's going to happen. But the longer it goes, don't you think that there's got to be a problem? I mean, this could happen any second. I understand this. But how long are we going to drag this out? And, Canty, if they don't get him, here's what I would blow a gasket if I were a Jet fan. You pointed out earlier that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to end up paying with their jobs at the end of the year if they don't get a quarterback. No doubt. It's not their fault. I think this has been driven by the owner from day one. From day one, Woody Johnson has gone and star-chased before for the big names. He did it with Favre. Everybody wants to scream and yell, well, it worked out. Favre went eight and three, and then he got hurt. Well, Favre was still playing the rest of the year, guys, and they didn't make the playoffs, and he was bad. He was bad. They went, uh, you know, star chasing with Tim Tebow, who turned out to be nothing but a major distraction for the Jets and a guy that just couldn't play quarterback at all. And I'm not putting Tebow in the class of these other two, but why are we to think that somebody at 39 years old is going to work too? So all of that aside, okay, whether or not it would actually work with Aaron Rodgers, that's one thing. If you don't get him, the owner should not be able to blame the GM and the coach, because I think this, if if Robert Sala and Joe Douglas had their druthers, let's call this an educated guess on my part. Derek Carr would be a Jet right now. They would have they would have absolutely gotten that done, and I think Derek Carr wanted to be a part of it too. So I just don't understand how you're an owner of a team and you've never had anything to do with football in your entire life other than owning the team, other than having a ton of money. I don't understand why you hire people to do a job and then you don't let them do it. And far be it for me, he is far from the first owner to do that. Many, many have done it over the years. Why would you put your guys in a bad situation because you want to star chase, and it becomes a vanity project at that point. Well, it gives me the opportunity to have a fall guy, so fans have somebody to blame. <laughs> you can't fire the owner. But if the I was owner, an educated they, fan, I wouldn't look at Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala and blame them for not getting Aaron. Oh, the hell, I wouldn't look at Joe Douglas. I would look at Joe Douglas for drafting Zach Wilson. Oh, I, you absolutely could do that. Yeah, so, that's I mean, where the if big you're, problem If you're was. Woody Johnson, you're looking at that on the heels of that decision. Are you comfortable saying to Joe Douglas, hey, Go sign Derek Carr if Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. Well, do, do, no. If I'm the owner, do I somehow think that I know better than Joe Douglas does? He, Joe Douglas just showed me he don't know what the hell he's doing when it comes to procuring a quarterback. Well, he I, drafted going, everybody. I, Listen, I, I get that, but he drafted a lot of other talented players all, who were big And part all of, this of that right doesn't now. matter if you don't get the quarterback right. And that's what we said at the time when the Jets were getting ready to make the pick. And that's why a lot of people were uncomfortable about going the direction of Zach Wilson. That's not hindsight. That's what we felt in real time. And it turns out that our suspicions about what the, the downside of Zach Wilson 
happen to play out just because we know the Jets aren't a franchise that does a good job of developing quarterbacks. They got to go the route of having somebody else develop the quarterback and then that other team allowing that quarterback to leave, whether it's free agency or trade. And so that's where the Jets are at. So in an offseason where you have other options, it felt like Aaron Rodgers' option was the best of the lot because of the upside that he presented while also having a relatively high floor based on the production that we've seen from him through the years. Now, you just don't know whether or not Rodgers is interested in playing football, and that's where it becomes a little bit uncomfortable. I I think this is a Jets or bust situation for Rodgers. We keep looking at it from the Jets' standpoint, but I think for Rodgers, when you start looking at all of these chairs fill up with quarterback vacancies, it's ultimately going to end up being playing for the Jets or riding off into the sunset. Well, hang on and a right second, now, though. And right now, that's a coin flip proposition. Well, but why is and that's, that so- and that's the part that's uncomfortable. But why is that such a lock? Why wouldn't Rodgers just say to the Packers, I'm coming back. I want to be here. And Packers may not want him, but what are they going to do about it? They already gave him the contract. What are they going to I mean, do? Well, I mean, listen, he could always give him the old screw job. And that yeah. Would be, and that would I, be, could, you know, I absolutely – listen, I'm familiar that, with the screw job. I think they that, could absolutely serve him up the old screw job. And, and that would be the ultimate. Yep. But is Aaron Rodgers comfortable being a guy making $60 million and sitting on the bench? I think Aaron Rodgers is, is – I don't think they're – I don't think they have the guts to bench him anywhere near before the middle of the season. Well, they don't and want to play. To they don't want they him to be there. They, yeah, they've I already know. made it clear that they don't want him. Yes, they've but, given him permission to go talk to other teams. That's like me giving my wife permission to go out on dates with other dudes. Like, I wouldn't do that. So they've shown you that they don't want you. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to say, well, you don't want me, but I want you? For a guy with the ego that Aaron Rodgers is bringing to the party? No way in hell that that plays out. Listen, it's either Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets or Aaron Rodgers is going to take his ball and go home. And right now... I'm not as certain as I was weeks ago you when know, I said he was guaranteed to play football because of the contract. And Canty, you know what? You can make the argument very easily that Aaron Rodgers should have retired last year because he would have a much, much clearer runway in terms of a TG a TV job that paid him an absolute fortune that he does right now. I mean, listen, we could talk about Amazon. You know, they, they're paying Kirk Herbstreit he's gonna get a lot of if money. He, if he wants to do TV, he's going to get a fortune. <laughs> he's, you think he's, he's going to get, get the, the, the Romo money? He's, he's going to get more than Romo money yeah, <laughs> if he I, wants to do TV. It's just he's where. going to get a fortune. My, my only question is where at that point. Uh, it, listen, if it's Amazon, if it's somebody else, he's people will fu- – listen, when they want to pay somebody, just like NFL teams – when, when media companies or any other corporation wants to pay somebody, they will find the money to pay somebody. That's just what it is, partner. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Might have been nice to have a few different people involved, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> last year. You can make the, Am Fair I point. wrong to say you can make the case he should have retired for that reason last year? No, if that's you're what not, he wants to do? You're not wrong, but he should have retired. <laughs> when Tom Brady said he was coming back, that's when Rodgers should have retired. Exactly. But I, can't tell, but I can't tell a guy to walk away from making $50 million in a year. I can't tell a guy. Well, that. He'd be walking right into making $50 million. Yeah, there. that's a fair point. Well, maybe fair not point 50, too. but probably 30 and not getting as you know, body driven into the ground. The Jets the Jets better hope that there's no media corporation out there that wants to pay Aaron Rodgers that. Because then all of a sudden, they're going to have a hard time finding a starting quarterback.
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, as we do each and every day around this time, we will have Dash to the Draft in just moments. And I'll tell you what, I fell in love this weekend with a quarterback. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You know, I honestly, I just can't win. I can't win. What's up? Can't you, Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Mark Morales, Harry Black, back in the shop today. They're talking during the break, and they're talking about the tournament, they're discussing Alabama. And I said, yeah, listen, they, I think they lost five games this year, and I did two of those games, two of their losses. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, was that one of those games where you were coughing at the end? Like it was, like there were multiple games <laughs> I was coughing at the end. Like it, it, just, it, just, it just happened one. Well, once again, our final score, 24th-ranked Texas A&M, 67. Second-ranked Alabama, 61. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I the mean, cough button, The cough button was working right there, The though. cough button you, you was had, working because after that, there was stumble. about 10 seconds of silence. Yeah, and, but here's, here's the thing. You got to be listening for it to know what happened. Like, if you hadn't said There's anything, a longer version. Then nobody would have any clue as to what took place. Well, but at the end of it, I said, you know, I said, I'm having an ill-timed coughing fit. Jim Basquill, bail me out here. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, if you didn't say anything, then you would have been okay. Nobody I understand, been but I, I, I'm an open book. Here's my point, though. It's hmm. now become that so many times I've done this. You know, it, 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 yeah, just, you did it a couple of times on Greeny. You had, you you had once the, on Greeny, I sneezed last week. No, it was actually a couple of weeks ago, the time I'm talking about. 
It, it's been a couple of times on Greeny. It's okay. Listen, the pollen's air. What am I going to do? We're on air for a really long time. So to expect it to be mistake-free radio, that just ain't going to happen, boss. No, I, but, I'm but, not. But I'm, here's the thing. Chris, when you I'm do not those perfect. broadcasts, when you're doing play-by-play, they're, they're, listen, your, your level of professionalism gets dialed up a little bit. So maybe you might have a heightened sensitivity to somebody coming at you because of that. Well, no, and he, it, to I be do fair, call you the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. So maybe that's a part of it. I'm going to pretend that you didn't say that. The Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. Yeah. My I mean, high maintenance. I mean, you bring yeah, us beautiful bit, little, moments. Little, 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 little diva-esque. <laughs> There's some of that. Honestly. I mean, for goodness sakes, when we did a game this year, NFL on ESPN radio, you told me the Friday before the game on Sunday that you're going to get yours. Yeah, well, they hadn't that done a just, game before. All that was said, was just preparing. So you know, I'm going to get mine. And I'm your color guy. All it was was preparing you for what was coming because, I, you know, listen, I, you get more than your share on this show. I make sure mm-hmm. of it. But when it comes to doing the game itself, my job is to inform and be the eyes for the listener. So I'm going to tell them everything that they need to know. If that means that I'm going to swallow up a little more airtime, well, so be it. I just want you to know that's what's going to happen. And I don't have a problem with that, but that's why I call you the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, I didn't think it was possible, but I have fallen in love again. Okay, football fans, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. We, of course, will be hosting the draft on April 27th and 28th uh, on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin live from Kansas City. We're very much looking forward to that. Of course, on Friday, late afternoon, there was the big trade between the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. The Bears uh, trade down to number nine. And in return, the Bears get, the. Uh, in addition to the ninth pick, they get the 61st pick, which is at the end of the second round. They get a first-round pick next year, a 2025 second-round pick, and D.J. Moore all from the Carolina Panthers. So they did very well in return, and Carolina moving up. Now, all accounts seem to be that they haven't settled on what they want to do yet. Mm -hmm. Chris, you said this on Friday. I was doing a lot of work uh, in preparing this weekend and watching a lot of quarterback tape. Boy, C.J. Stroud is special. He is, I'm in love. Full bloom love, as, as Dave Gettleman would say. Oh, Full bloom. <laughs> Full bloom love. Oh, and the reason my... is, the, the so many things that he does, and then the things that he hasn't done as much of yet, are also going to be strengths for him. What do I mean by that? Well, Kenty, I mean, he's exceptionally accurate with a cannon for an arm. And when I'm not just talking about completions i'm talking about in stride completions Mm -hmm. you know that yards after the catch become much easier the spots that he is comfortable fitting it into he is not afraid of anything and what's amazing to me chris is that you have to convince him to go and run the football a little bit more yeah And, and and that's that's nuts because i watched the entire game again of the uh, national championship semifinal uh, that went up against Georgia. 
Yeah. I mean, he made not one but two massive runs late in that game, as people remember. And he's doing all that while hitting guys at stride. I mean, to have your best game come in that situation, as you pointed out the other day, against the best competition he has faced all year and the most prospects as far as the draft, uh, man, that says a lot about the guy. Yeah, it does. And I couldn't imagine that this is going to be a boomer bust pick for the Panthers based on what they've invested in moving from nine to one. Now, they could always surprise us by going with Anthony Richardson, a quarterback that a lot of people are intrigued by. There's also the Will Levis of it all. Bryce Young, a lot of people think he's the best thrower, but C.J. Stroud is just so free and easy with his mechanics, and that's what you want. You've got the size. He's got the NFL frame. He's got the pocket awareness. He's shown ability to be able to move away from NFL caliber defenders and going up against that Georgia defense in the semifinal. I I just look at the situation in Carolina, and I also pay attention to the prototypes for the quarterback position. C.J. Stroud makes too much sense. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the Panthers are going to do, but they are going to take a quarterback because that's why they hired Frank Wright as opposed to going with Steve Wilkes. And the one thing we know about Frank Wright in his 17 years as a quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, and or head coach, big fella, he's only had a quarterback that's under 6'4 start in six games. Six. So in 17 years as a quarterback's coach, coordinator, and or head coach, he's only had a quarterback under 6'4 starting six games. Those two quarterbacks, Ryan Lindley and Sam Ellinger. And two of those starts with Ellinger happened in Reich's last two games as head coach of the Colts this past year. So he has an affinity for bigger guys. Now, C.J. Stroud is 6'3", so that would fall in that territory of an an outlier for Frank Reich. But 6'3", Seems like a mountain of a man in comparison to Bryce yeah. Young's 5'10". It ain't 5'10 and an eighth. <laughs> exactly. So uh, it just feels like the situation's setting itself up for them to go with the quarterback that checks a lot of the boxes and a quarterback that has a higher floor than, you know, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. I love C.J. Stroud. Doesn't mean that's going to be the pick, but Carolina's certainly got to be leaning that way now that they've acquired the number one overall selection. And I think Bryce Young's got a chance to be good. I I really do. And he is exceptionally smart at the line of scrimmage. It's it's not even the height. It's can he keep more weight on with the pounding that you're going to take? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Yeah. I mean, he's already shown. Like, he, he got banged up this year. He had a little bit of a shoulder injury. Like, can he stay healthy is the biggest question. I hate that we keep asking that question about Alabama quarterbacks not named Jalen Hurts. But mm. can he stay healthy is a big question. So we'll have to see. But I love C.J. Stroud. It seems like he has the least amount of risk in comparison to the other four quarterbacks that that we think are going to come off the board in the top ten. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Up next, well, remorse for opportunity lost. That's something that Tom Coughlin used to say and. There is an NBA team with an awful lot of remorse today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, that was the call on ESPN Radio. The Knicks snapping their three-game losing streak and beating the Lakers last night. Canty, that was a disappointing loss for your Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, there's no question about it. In a game, that was the second night of a back-to-back for the Knicks in L.A. and no Jalen Brunson. You got to find a way to be able to get that done. And Anthony Davis was playing phenomenal basketball coming in, so I really can't be overly critical on what I saw from A.D., even though he took the lion's share of the blame for what happened last night. Wasn't a great night at the office for him. Eight for 18, only 17 points. And he acknowledged as much. But, Carlin, the guy that I got to get on today is D'Angelo Russell. And I know people are going to look at the stat sheet and the plus-minus and say he had a great game. But if you look at how bad he was down the stretch in terms of orchestrating the offense, some of the turnovers, you can't have that happen when you're trying to win in a pivotal game in your own building. Last night was an opportunity for the Lakers to get back to 500. For the first time, I said back to 500. It would have been the first time they would have been 500 since they started the season at 0-0. and So the fact that you gave that game away at home to a shorthanded Knicks team and you let R.J. Barrett go off for 30, it's absolutely inexcusable. And now, for a team that had an outside chance at being able to climb their way up to the sixth seed, they're sitting in the 11th spot in the Western Conference. No, granted. Not a great place to be in. No, no, granted, there are only two games out of the sixth spot, but the problem becomes those four teams in the middle. And that's where I look where the bigger issue is for the Lakers. The 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 margin of error is so small right now because you have not had Oklahoma City or Utah completely fall apart. No. You know, they, they're both kind of just hanging around a little bit. And while that's the case, like, you know, the Mavericks have not played great. They they just have not. But when I look at those other teams, those are the ones that I expect to be falling off here a little bit. And then, you know, if, if I'm the Lakers, those are the kind of mistakes that end up doing you in. This is the kind of game that, you know, if they had had a chance to get out of the play-in, you're going to look back and say, now that's where we hosed ourselves. Now. I still fully expect the Lakers to be in the play-in. Yeah. I would be shocked at this point if they weren't. But I, I look, those those turnovers from Russell were just inexcusable and can't happen. I don't I don't care if he had thirty three in the game. I he has to score, especially when LeBron's not out there. 
mm-hmm. you to me this is it's one of those games that you eventually look back on and regret a little bit and if they come close to the six seed but fall short that's what it's going to look like yeah i mean think about it this way anthony davis and d'angelo russell were two for nine in the fourth quarter two for nine combined mm. for five points R.J. Barrett was 6 of 12 and had 13 points in the quarter. That, 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 that's the difference. Now, Isaiah Hartenstein made some good defensive plays. You, you had guys for the Knicks that really stepped up and allowed them to get some stops, rebound the basketball, and get out there and get some buckets in transition. And I think that ultimately was what was the difference in the Lakers not being able to get that win at home. That was a game that you got to find a way to come up with. You got to get that dub, man. But – when you got what the Knicks are doing right now, the confidence that Josh Hart is playing with, Emmanuel quickly, those are the initiators, the catalysts for what the Knicks are doing on the offensive end and getting those guys out in transition and finding ways to get easy points. And the Lakers just didn't have enough of that down the stretch, finding a way to get easy points. And that's what my hope was once D'Angelo Russell got back into the lineup. But that's certainly not what happened last night down the stretch. Well, here's the good news. you got 14 left, and it's not exactly murderer's row coming And Braun is out of the walking boot. Braun is out of the walking boot. Let's yes, go. Yes, we can. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.